podcast. If you don't know where names right now, what the hell have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's their first time? You'll pick it up then. I'm, I'm, bound, I'm bound to say your name at some point during the whole I'm thing, not so. going to call you by your name. I'm going to call you Jim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'll forget. You know me. <laughs> um, I, I was trying to think of something to call you as well. What if I just start calling you Grave or some shit? <laughs> oh, that's, you love that, no, that makes me sound like an edgelord. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful that we make up all these like usernames when we're young and just keep them as we get older, and uh, the older you get, the more ridiculous they uh, are. Yep. Technically, I didn't make mine up. Mine was given <clears throat> to me by the Unreal Tournament community of 1999. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was based on the um, Gungrave. No. No, well, that's what I sort of fucking melded it into. Very quick story behind this then. Uh, obviously, when I, I got my first PC, I had Unreal Tournament, and uh, I think I was called Aussie's Boomstick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I Fair know. enough. And then I was just killing people, like I was really good at it. And then everyone was like, oh, man, here he comes. He's going to put you in your grave. It's fucking Gravedigger. And I was like, hi, that's a cool name, Gravedigger. And then Gravedigger became Grave Maker, and then Grave Maker just got shortened to Grave. And then when I seen the show, Gungrave, I thought, fuck, that's a cool name. So I turned it into Graves Gun. So you, for, for a while there, you, you shared a name with a monster truck. I'm pretty sure. Which? Grave Digger? The Grave, Grave Digger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I shared my name with a monster truck. That was actually that, much that cooler when you think about it. That fits. Yeah, I thought exactly. Oh, well, fair enough. At least you didn't pick it yourself. You got it by having a reputation yep. of killing the fuck out of people in Unreal. That's not bad. <laughs> Only one map, though. Right, Any other you, map, I was shit. shit. The I knew this. I knew this one map like a back of my hand. And <laughs> you were to find the Redeemer in its respawn time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was me looking into my past. Shameful, shameful past. Right then, yep. so games. Let's get into this yeah. stuff then. Um, so first up, um, we got a bunch of PC games. Stu, you're a PC gamer, as you just said, so you <laughs> must have you really excited. <laughs> so, quote-unquote leaked, shall we say? <laughs> quote-unquote. Yeah, well, it was data mined. So, um, oh, okay. Th- th- this comes from... Uh, yeah, NVIDIA's uh, GeForce Now service, which is the cloud-based uh, play this game. Oh, right, right, right. That's how it was leaked, or data mined. Yeah, so this list was on there. Um, and I saw that this the, the service is used by developers as well to you know share builds and stuff. So mm-hmm. people should take a lot of this with a grain of salt. Um, some, of, mm-hmm. some of the stuff is going to be, yeah, probably... Um, I think Microsoft have uh, confirmed some of their stuff that showed up on here. Um, but a lot of it could be some fucking goofball writing in something <laughs> that just, just, <laughs> just, just to pop people. Um, so some of the, some of the games we, we we're, we're seeing um, are, are kind of stuff that's been out there already. So we've got remasters of GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. Um, hmm. 
There was a Bioshock 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there is a Bioshock project running around, um, yes. but it hasn't been revealed or, or talked about. So the chance of that well, coming I next year? They were working on that um, uh, System Shock remake. Is that not different guys doing that? Oh, it's just not even them. Right, 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 right. Yeah, uh, I don't know. So it was t- it's two K that owns Bioshock. Um, your guy mm. was a Ken Levine. He's the the main guy behind those. He he's got nothing to do with them anymore. Um, ah. So who knows what even uh, a new Bioshock will look like? Um, We've got a, a, a Project Cortez from Infinity Ward, which is probably a Call of Duty code name. Uh, a bunch, an absolute shit ton of uh, Sony stuff. Uh, God of War, Demon Souls, Gran Turismo 7, Eternal, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I could see that happening. No Bloodborne, though? <gasps> on there? It's like, what? come on. <laughs> it's the one that everyone wants. It's like you you can play Demon Souls at sixty frames a second already, but you can't play Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, God damn it! Yeah, so uh, Microsoft, uh, the the an Indiana Jones game from Machine Games, uh, avowed uh, projects called Holland and Typhoon, um, which are code names for Fable and uh game contraband so yeah that, that all seems legit I'm, i i remember contraband yeah um very quickly can we just go back to what you just said did you say an indiana jones game being made by machine games yes the guys that make wolfenstein <laughs> yes holy shit because <laughs> microsoft own those guys now um they, they really hate nazis hey <laughs> hey, stick to what you're good at. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna let, let people sh- hit the indie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it won't be you know dual wielding shotguns, but you know. <laughs> I imagine indie's whip with a shotgun though. You fucking scorpion, the boy, get over here and blow his face off. Mm. It wouldn't so, be very Indiana Jones. Though. So I think a lot of that stuff is is actual things that are happening. Yeah, that sounds um, legit. There's a Halo 5 Guardians listed um, mm-hmm. and Bungie um, g- came out and why Bungie though? Because maybe that's <laughs> is that wrong? Um, say that maybe this is for H5 Forge uh, but I confirmed there's no plans to bring Halo 5 to PC. Um so it's but it's weird that you can like play everything but yeah, five. It's, Master I, Chief collection. I, I would have th- I think everything but that is part of the Master Chief. I wouldn't be shocked to see Halo Five show up, just be added to no. the Master Chief collection at some point. Even though yeah. it's shite. But anyway <laughs> <laughs> It is, it's bad. It's I've never played. I've never played any <laughs> Halo Pass two. No, no, sorry, past um, uh, what was the spinoff one? Uh, Reach, or Reach. O- or ODST. Both of those Reach, are great. Reach was the last one. Reach is really good. Um, that's that was 
Bungie's last Halo game, I think. Yes. Um, and then Halo 4 and 5 were by 343 Studios, and it just hasn't been the same since. Um, other games on there, we had a Resident Evil 4 remake, which we know is happening. Um, yep. Street Fighter 6, which we don't know is happening, but, like, you know, probably will. It, there's, there's been a lot of talk about that recently anyway. Yeah. Um, with Street Fighter V's DLCs finishing up now, this is the last season pass, the last characters and stuff. Yeah, and, the, and they have said that this new character look is linked mm. to Street Fighter Six anyway. And he's pure shit looking and generic yeah. as fuck. It, it looks like someone described Steve Fox to someone over the phone. Do you think that means uh, they're they're going to make the same mistake they initially made with Street Fighter Three? Um, and be like, all right, let's get rid of. Everything ah. and make all new characters. And everyone's like, "Where's all our favorites?" And you're like, "Sorry, yep. here's Third Strike." Sorry, John Lee's in there now. Um, ah. That fixes everything. I don't know. It it takes balls to do that, but make sure your your new uh, your new cast is ah. up, up to snow. But like looking back at the Street Fighter Three cast, like they're all pretty iconic now themselves. So it's it's, hard. Hit, it's hit that stage, eh? Yeah, it's it's hard to imagine everyone like you know looking at um, at some of those characters and being like, "What the fuck is this?" Where's you know? But at the same time, yeah, that that's definitely what would happen. So here's mm. here's some some of the more speculative, might be bullshit ones. Uh, Titanfall oh, okay. three, okay. Titanfall oh, three, okay, right. Um. Like you, you want that. A time, oh, time vol three would be great, but um, it ain't happening. I don't know. It could, like respawn must have a lot of pull over there at the minute at EA. Um, respawn are working on something else, though. They're working on uh, half a dozen fucking things. Mm. Uh, we've got Half Life Two remastered. <laughs> that's, that, that, no that's that's the appropriate reaction unless this is fan made it's not uh, that's that the one uh, thing um because that black mesa came out which was a fan remake of the first one and, yeah. and valve actually published it on steam um so they're pretty d- that's bees. the one thing i'll give valve oh yeah they'll be like we're, remake we're not gonna good. fucking do anything so yeah, and people. Well, I know it's a free thing, but you have to own Half Life. So, mm. if you if you don't own Half Life, you'll buy it on Steam to play the Black Mesa upgrade. Yeah, take note, Nintendo. Mm. Um, the last one here we have is Tekken Eight. <laughs> I nope. mean, no, nope. still doing season passes and stuff. For seven, yeah, but yes. what one day? <laughs> one day. Oh, I, 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 one day it'll happen, but I can write Tekken nine and ten down, and it's gonna happen. Exactly, it's gonna be. That's exactly this. That's that's why you you, you shouldn't take this list as anything but a uh, you know what if sort of stuff. It's just, it, yeah, it's not it, it's not news. So why the fuck did we talk about it? Because it's you know it's pretty funny. Um, some some uh, Half Life Two remakes definitely the best. 
Have <laughs> Half Life Three would be even funnier. Oh, they should have just put Half Life Three on there. Uh, um, or four. Imagine they went four. And everyone four. go, what the fuck? Aye, that's that's. Uh, there's there, there's there's definitely some true things stuck in there. Oh, I, um, I can see the Sony stuff definitely being true. Yeah, um, which is a bit sad since that means they're probably never gonna do Bloodborne. Um, I bet with Spider Man, there's some weird rights shit stopping them from releasing that on other uh, platforms. Yeah, that's a good point. Because the Spider Man rights are weird. Um, yes. And Last of Us, I don't get it. I don't get why you wouldn't release that either. Um, oh, yeah. Because obviously that's Naughty Dog and they're doing the Uncharted thing. Yeah. Um, huh. Unless they just want to keep back a few of their titles for that you need to be on. Yeah, good point. On PlayStation. Um, so, sp- sp- talking of announcing games, I'm being rather shite at it. Um, so, do you love Wipeout? Oh, yes. Um, I got very annoyed. And you also like Sega, because they've done I do, this as I well. I love Sega. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about their RPGs. So, yeah... There was a new Wipeout game announced um, with a trailer and everything called Wipeout Rush. And Sega also showed a teaser trailer for a new RPG uh, that's coming. Um, and you're like, oh, what's this? Is this a, a an old Sega franchise? Is it, is it Could it be Dragon Force or Shining Force? Is it a fantasy star without the online uh, mm. um, so something new well that doesn't fucking matter because both the Wipeout and the RPG are mobile games so no one gives a shit <laughs> unless you live in uh, Japan or Hong Kong where this sort of stuff really really shifts but um, to a Western Why audience do this, this? I, I don't Why know do Wait, because yeah, like in, in Japan mobile games are huge um really yeah yeah well, they, that, that's why they all come out of out of there um yeah and these are like especially that that, that rpg is probably just gonna be in our free-to-play gacha type pull for weapons and characters type of thing um the wipeout do you really want to play wipeout on a touchscreen i don't know no no i don't i want to play wipeout my ps5 like, That's what I want to do. I, I've never, I've never been into to wipeout games. Um, I usually need wheels, um, but it seems that everybody loves wipeout. There's, there's no yeah, one you, out there saying you, this is. A, if, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, um, if you're a wipeout fan, like if you, I've been playing wipeout since wipeout one, mm-hmm. and I know wipeout F zero was always kind of. I don't. I didn't think it was a rivalry because they're two very different games. Like, yeah, they are. But if if you enjoyed Wipeout, there's nothing really out there like Wipeout. Yeah. You know, it's got the combat and it's got that that amazing uh, zones mode and things like that. I love that shit. And obviously, the music was always a big thing. And they've always had Wipeouts on Playstations. You know, you had PS One, you had your Wipeout PS Two, even PS Three got a Wipeout. They done the. They done the Omega Collection, which was like three wipeouts together, all redone for PS4. So you're thinking, 
give us a wipeout for PS5 because it would be amazing. Imagine the fucking uh, the ray tracing and all that mad shit and the haptic feedback and all. It would be pretty. And no, we'll pretty good. Farting a fucking mobile. Yeah, it seems. Uh, I, I just don't get why they've never actually made uh, a brand new wipeout since like. Uh, is it popular? I, I, I don't know. Well, I think it's... I know it's very popular in Britain. I don't know about the rest of the world. I'll be very, very honest about that. I, I would say... It's obviously one of those classic franchises that likes to, like, you know, Twisted Metal and uh, Parappa the Rapper and shit like that. And, you know, Twisted Metal and Parappa have their wee cult followings, but I would say Wipeout has a proper big following. Yeah, I I wouldn't know myself. Um, from the the on the the, the Sega game, um, yeah, it's getting absolutely fucking the the on YouTube. It's getting review bombed, I guess. Dislike bombed? Mm. I don't know what you what you <laughs> call it, but everyone's disliking it. Well, I wouldn't call it bombing. It's people genuinely not happy going. This is stupid. Yeah. But it, it, you know, it's not like, being bobbed, it's out of spite, but this is out of jeer or sheer fucking we're not happy about this. I, I will say that first it is on the, the their Japanese language YouTube account, so this is geared at the Japanese audience, mm. which is okay. Um, two, we don't even know what it is. It's, it's an RPG. Um, it, you'll find out more uh, in October during the where it'll be unveiled at the Tokyo Game Show. Um, but in all right, the, the way of looking at it as well, is like Sega's got this incredible back catalogue of, of games, especially like at RPGs, um, that they do absolutely nothing with for the most part. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, people want to see something new. But I think it's like probably the, the art in that because it does look very nice. Um, and I, I always I get that same reaction when I see something like with really nice art. Um, and then it's, oh, it's a, it's a mobile game. It's always like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't this nice art be on my actual TV? Yeah. Moving on then. Um, Another one for you, this uh, Twisted Metal TV show, which, who knows why, but <laughs> it's happening, um, and Anthony Mackie, aka um, Falcon from the Avengers, mm. is is playing John Doe, I don't Ray know, I, so that's, that's the main character? Uh, he was from Twisted Metal 2. He was a crazy taxi driver. Cool. No, no, crazy postman. Postman. Or milkman? Uh, it says here he's a milkman, a smart-ass milkman. Maybe they changed it. <laughs> Maybe they changed it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of cool that they're using someone from the games instead of just sort of going, right, we're making this TV show. We'll create a brand new character because, you know, we're making this and whatever. Yeah. But no, they, but uh, right. This is this guy. And I'm pretty sure it's well, Arnett's doing sweet tooth. So I, I think uh, people making video game 
shows and uh, films need to understand something. Um, and you, you just you take this lesson from that original Mortal Kombat film. You can get away with making a, a kind of shit film as long as you stick really close to the source material. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fans will be willing to forgive a lot of bullshit. Um, yep. But if you stray away from it, um, you better make sure it's a good uh, a good interpretation or you end up with a Resident mm-hmm. Evil series. I don't know it's popular yep. with, you know, a certain crowd, but not not the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. Well, now, like, how you close can, as you said, you can do interpretations. And again, using Mortal Kombat is actually a really good example because do you remember they'd done that sort of trailer for uh, like the, the realistic version? Yeah, I, I was kind of interested in that, yeah. That was pretty cool. Because they still stuck to the source material. It was still a tournament. And you still had your <laughs> characters. They were just sort of, you know, done differently. So, yeah, if yeah. you're, you're going to do something, at least stick to what people know. There's no point creating like resident evil and just creating all these new characters and all this bullshit just to feed your wife's ego yeah that's one of the things why the the marvel films have done so well is they they kind of do lean into the fact that they're it's a they're based on comic books and not afraid i really hated that early 2000s era of comic book film where every costume was black leather. Like the, I mean, yeah, the early X-Men. Yeah. The X-Men films, like I, those, those films are grand. Well, the first two are anyway. Um, mm. but like you look at the cast and it's like, you, you look at a comic book of the X-Men and they're all like blue and yellow and have a, a really distinct mm. costumes. And then you look at the film, it's like, everyone looks like they're just fucking getting ready for the bondage session. It's like, what? <laughs> Am I, am I watching X-Men or Hellraiser here? What's going on? <laughs> Not to say there's anything wrong with Bondage, but it's like, it's yeah. the X-Men. Does it make them look different? They all look the fucking same. Um, yeah, they did have that gag in the original film. Is, oh, aye, what would you prefer? Yellow and blue spandex? And everyone was like, <laughs> yes! Yes, we would! <laughs> For fuck's sake! That's not funny! That would have been cool if they actually pulled that shit out in the second follow. Here's the thing. Could you imagine doing all this, like, fighting in fucking leather jumpsuits? The gravy be running out of them. Be disgusting. Yeah. The smell? Fucking hell. Uh, you'd win straight I'd away against the broader mutants. They're like, oh, here comes the X-Men. <laughs> Where? I can smell them anyway. They're coming. <laughs> Poor Sabertooth. <laughs> He's got really heightened smell. <laughs> That's how they really beat him. That's his... I will redo you about 30 backflips there before you fight <laughs> Sabertooth. Uh, oh, fuck. Right, what's, what's next here? Um, remember that? It's just the metal, looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you remember that uh, Castlevania Advance collection that definitely doesn't exist? definitely uh, doesn't exist so the australian ratings board have given it a rating even though it doesn't <laughs> exist but it definitely doesn't exist uh, i can't i can't wait to definitely not play it 
Yeah, it's definitely going to be uh, a, a good one to not get because it doesn't exist. <laughs> yep. Because there's a bunch of games I haven't played and I can't wait to not play them. Same. Uh, I did have a Game Boy Advance, but uh, for some reason never never got that. I'd never been... Oh, they're hard to come by? Oh, uh, really? Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've never been much of a handheld guy. Um, I buy them, but then don't play them. That's usually my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, like being able to play play these on a on a TV sounds, very cool. sounds like a good time. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's probably definitely happening. You, you don't <laughs> you don't get ratings boards rating things that don't exist. They had to look at something to come up with that rating. And Konami, you may as well just fucking announce it and stop messing about and deleting things. Like, what the fuck? Um, they're, they're like this kid that's, you know, been caught looking for Christmas presents and they're coming up with the worst excuses to why they were in the cupboard. I wish they'd tell us something about Silent Hill. Even if it was like, no, it's not happening. It's like, ah, if they were trying to go, ah, it's not happening. No. Um... It's like, do like AEW does secrets as in they're not secret. It's like everyone knows. <laughs> but uh yeah. Uh a lot of old stuff in this one. So we got uh Yuji Naka, uh the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog, who just released his Opus Magnum Ballad Wonderworld. <laughs> to great success. Uh so much mm. that he left the left square Enix over the head of it um uh, he just said he's teaching himself how, <laughs> how to program his own smartphone game and you're like fuck off man <laughs> good for you i eh? say so, yeah the the people who are fans of sonic are definitely wanting to play a mobile game uh, uh i i think uh eugene uh, aka he's he's definitely left his mark and it's a big blue mark <laughs> And yeah. it will go down in, in history. Like, um, but, but yeah, I don't. I don't think much else is uh, coming from him. Um, no, definitely not. I think he struck gold there, and he's never catching that lightning again. Yeah, you get a lot of this with um, the you know the prolific Japanese developers from sort of the nineties, and it's not as like like games even then what they, they were not it's not a single fucking person doing that but um hmm. it's like uh what do you call him you suzuki um who did uh virtual fighter a lot of sega's arcade stuff mm-hmm. um and shamu uh, and then they made shamu 3 and it turned out to be a bit pish um and he hadn't made games since leaving sega really and then came back to that and was all very uh, like you can tell this guy hasn't made a game in quite a while and the sort of industry just passed him by but oh do you think i should not be excited then for steven ellis and david Doke getting back together to do splutters when's the last time they made anything splutters oh, oh fuck right so no wait he is <laughs> <laughs> he's what no, his. Oh, his? That's even worse. You should have not said that. It is worse. <laughs> I was willing to accept. They, they distanced I, themselves. 
I was completely willing to accept that Time Splitters was their last thing they made and then you Yep. Um so the moment I got released, they came out and went, uh, this isn't our game, by the way. I heard that had a lot of development problem. Just blame Corn. I would blame Corn and Ubisoft. Uh, it, I'm not saying it's impossible for someone uh, to leave no. the industry come back. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think in the case of Shamu, that style of game uh, evolved a lot along the way. Um, yeah. So to me, the, the Shamu series became the Yakuza series, and that is what... That that is the the thing that that those games were. Mm. I know Shamu had a lot of like you know you could follow people around their schedule and and that and it, that was impressive for about five minutes. Um, <laughs> but I think the 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 Yakuza games nail what what um, what attracted me to the Shamu games to begin with and and do it better. Um, mm. So like, but could, I. I couldn't go back and play the original Shenmue now. I could, it's just too slow and plodding, and, and I already know everything that happens, so the, the, the story can't really drive. And I have mm. tried. <laughs> I know. Okay. Like, I had a... It was great playing those games when they first came out, but um, now it's like... It's, I'm not going to replay them, but you probably could... But you, Well, not probably. I know you could boot up time splitters right now and have a great time with it oh. mm-hmm. i so, did a couple of days ago yeah uh, so <laughs> if they can do that again um but with all they really have to do is stick in some uh net code so you can play against other yeah. people online uh maybe fire in a wee bit of character customization there you're done yeah, <laughs> you, you've, you've done it um so I don't know, I think you should still be optimistic about that stuff. Um, <clears throat> and keeping with uh, talking about 90s stuff then, um, but sad news, uh, Mick McGinty, who was a an artist um, who you will, everyone's probably familiar with, he's done some of the most iconic uh, box art uh, of 90s video game, uh, such as Streets of Rage 2, uh, Kid Chameleon, uh, the Super Nintendo cover for Street Fighter 2, which I actually had a poster of that as oh, nice. a child on my wall. Um, so yeah, I think it was after a, a long battle with, with cancer, um, and he, he's passed away. Uh, his, his son um, made a not made a statement, but it's more of a blog post uh, about his dad. He's an incredible artist. Um, yeah. And in true artist fashion, he's also never satisfied with his final work. Just a couple of weeks ago, he said he just needed just one more hour on a few pieces in order to really finish them. Like, um, and, and you can see by like his, his box art was always that real, like I think they're oil painting, um, uh, really yeah. detailed shit. Um, but yeah, you don't get box art like box that art anymore. Is what drew me to Street Fighter Two. I love. Remember, I seen Blanca doing the cannonball, and he had the big smile on his face. I think he's attacking Chung Lee. I remember just yes. seeing that. Go, that I, looks fucking class. It's Blanca like firing out of just 
he's already taken out Ryu. I don't know why there's a two-in-one fight going on. Because <laughs> I wasn't like, But he's blasted through Ryu with a cannonball already. And uh, Chun-Li's next up. And he, uh, he's, he's got a wild look on his face. He looks, he looks like a, he looks like a Japanese demon, which is probably, uh, I, I would say, is is where that uh, mm. inspiration came from. Um, but yeah, like you, you don't get shit like this anymore because back then, um, when doing like today, you're doing covers, you've already got all these beautiful fucking models and stuff in in the games, uh. and you just have to slap out in the cover and you're done. Back then. Um, you need an artist to interpret a bit uh, of because a still screenshot of a game from the eighties or nineties maybe not the most you know impressive no. looking thing. So you need someone to come in and uh, interpret what's going on, um, and and make that exciting uh, to to catch the eye and 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 yeah, uh, I think Mc, it's McGinty the same with Streets of Rage as well because. I love the the cover art for Streets of Rage 2 because you've got Max slamming his elbow into a boy's head. I'm pretty sure Axel's uppercutting the boy. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember what Skate's doing, but he, I'm pretty sure just... Blaze is just... So so actually, the guy that Max is elbowing in the face is having a real bad time because he's getting elbowed in the face and kicked in the legs by Blaze at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's a bad day. And then Skate's just... <laughs> Hoofing some guy in the face. Hoofing uh, um. <laughs> some guy in the face. And, uh, like, these three have been taken out. There's one single guy coming around the corner with a baseball bat, and he's about to have a real fucking bad time. <laughs> like, seriously. Four on one. Probably against Bally Big Balls coming around the corner. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, but, yeah, you don't get artwork like that anymore. No. Although, I know a couple of the... Um, the sort of old inspired gate. I'm pretty sure Bloodstained, it's rare physical copy. I'm pretty sure it has oh, like yes. a, a hand drawn so, cover. That would be on the vinyl. The same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the You're same cover. Right. I'm yeah. looking at it now. Uh, yeah, on, on the, the, the records. Um, mm. It's the same art. Yeah, 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 you're right about that. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's. Yeah, maybe it's, it's something you would still see in in in, in details. Um, not so much in your, I, you know, your next call of duty. Indie titles are sort of old school sort of style games. So yeah. again, they're going to use. They're very rare to get a physical copy of them because they're most of them are just digital. Yeah. But when yeah. they do do the collectors editions and things, they do like to go all out for the cover art. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Although Doom did it. Doom twenty sixteen. Remember they had the shitty cover? Yes. And the fans didn't react too well to it, so they done the oil-painted reverse cover of, like, the inspiration of the original yeah. Doom. and everyone immediately took that out and flipped it. I don't know, I did, didn't I? Like, I did. <laughs> Everybody did. Let's just fix this. Yep. I'm pretty sure for the Switch version, they actually adopted that as the official cover. Why didn't you just do that in the first place? <laughs> Right, well, that's our gaming news, uh, or everything we care to talk about, so let's talk about some wrestling stuff then. Uh, well, it was a good week. It was, I. First of all, did, did you see <laughs> did you see Matt Hardy being just the best kind of troll? Um, 
Uh, sure. He, he, he was at an old, uh, a small indie show. Uh, right. AEW allows their stars to do indie shows. And he announced his brother. Oh, Jesus, no way. And out comes fucking Mark Quinn doing the whole Jeff Hardy thing. <laughs> <laughs> fucking brilliant. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that one. Like, That's proper trolling it. Have you ever believed that? It's like, yeah, you're a fucking marker chief. <laughs> so like, how was he pulling that shit up? Um, <laughs> before we get into the AEW shows, uh, so Dark Side of the uh, Ring is is back, and, and this week's episode was the plane ride from hell, which is the infamous plane ride home for WWE. F at the time, I guess. Or was it 2002? Mm. I don't know. Um, but they were coming home from a, a European tour, uh, and it was a privately chartered plane that had an open bar, and they got stuck on the tarmac for seven hours. Bunch of wrestlers, open bar, bad stuff happened. Mm. Um, now, it's pretty famous and everyone mm. that like the show doesn't really um give you any new details with like everyone sort of knows the stories of what happens you know x-pac cutting off michael hayes uh ponytail uh brock lesnar and and mr perfect banging into exit doors and trying to wrestle each other um just everyone drunk off their fucking ass um, and it goes into Ric Flair running about without a bathrobe on, um, dick out and he, um, may have done some dodgy stuff with a, uh, uh, one of the flight attendants, um, tried to get her to touch his penis. Um, she was interviewed on this as well. But anyway, that, that everyone knew about that and that's like, yeah, you can't have that kind of behavior going on. But it, it has sort of started this whole thing of like, yeah, it's like, that's that's not, we, we you can't just be boys, we'll be boys with that shit. It's like, uh, yeah, mm. don't, don't ever do that shit again. Because uh, if you make light of it and just say, oh, it's just the times and then it's a risk of it being you know, seen as an acceptable thing. And this was 2002. It's not like it was in the fucking 70s. Yeah. So, um, the big thing, though, is Tommy Dreamer, who didn't do anything wrong on this flight, but was one of the talking heads yeah. on the show. Was uh, he on this flight? I don't know. I, I assume he, he must have been, or he wouldn't have been interviewed. RVD was interviewed mm. as well. Um, it would have been around the invasion time, anyway. Uh, but I so he, he basically, uh, you know, came across as very victim blamey uh, in regards to the flare thing, and was very dismissive. I was like, "Oh, it's just uh, that's how it was," and then started on about people getting offended, and then compared it to, "Oh, people get offended by anything. People get offended by my haircut." It's like, "No, they won't, Tommy. What are you, Tommy? What are you doing? Stop." Stop talking. Stop talking, Tommy. This is making you look like a fucking asshole. Um, I, this is the worst thing. Him being such a fucking dead-on guy. I mean, everyone says Tommy Dreamer yes. backstage in Impact is a fucking sound guy. 
I don't know. Did they just catch him in a bad mood? On a bad maybe, day? That's all I... And maybe? Now he's been suspended from, from Busted Open. I don't think that'll... That's his, his radio show he does um, on there uh, about wrestling. I, 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 he'll probably be back on that. Um, like, it's not like mm. he did anything... He didn't do anything yeah. himself. He just like had really he said fucking bad, really stupid. Yeah, a bad fucking take on it. Um, yeah, but let's yeah. not take the guy's livelihood away from him. No, no. Again, it's it's kind of like Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara said something wrong, and apologized. Yeah, yeah. Except he didn't say it while being interviewed for a fucking TV yeah, show. Yeah, true. It's like, what are you? True, true. That's what I don't get. I was like, I would have thought. Like, you've been in the wrestling business for, what, 30, 40 years? Um, like, you must be pretty savvy on, from the whole mm. media side of it. It's like, did you not at all think, oh, this is going to go down badly? Um, and I, I know there's there's nothing, you can't go back and go uh, and fix what happened um, and getting bent out of shape but too much about it, it, it is probably not the best thing for your own fucking mental health but at the same time it's like yeah you, you can condemn what happened and say that the, it, it's an unacceptable thing but he, uh, he just didn't do that he just went well what the fuck you were saying that Van Damme basically went I Rick Floyd was being a fucking idiot yeah Van Van Damme said some other worrying shit hey, where you're like here wait what, what do you mean by that because he's on about um, the, this practice of H-bombing I can't remember what the drug is but you would drop it in that's how they got uh, Michael Hayes to fall asleep drop uh, this thing in into his drink and it puts him out and he's saying about oh, certain people would do it to local girls and have their way with them and then sort of just moved on for that. I was like, holy f- who? What? Holy fuck, man. Um, and yeah, there, there's there, there's mm. Brutus Beefcake. There's a Brutus Beefcake interview saying that uh, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty used to do that. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Um so yeah, let's talk about wrestling now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucked up, I. Eh? Um But uh I think that that um sort of stuff. Right, I, I will say as well as like right after that plane ride, uh WWE really clamped down on that sort of behavior. Like really oh, it, it changed it it was bad <laughs> and it changed a mm-hmm. lot of stuff. Um and I think that that sort of the 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 industry as a whole it still gets tainted with that sort of um that that's sort of culture and that um it's so important well, to have very frat boyish yeah and that's why it's so important for AEW that's why they're so proud of their locker room uh and mm. and the way it is back there um so yeah let's let's get into get into dynamite then um which was in New York in New Jersey, and I think this is one of the shows that was announced before COVID and had to be cancelled. Yes, they were I talking believe. about people that had their tickets for over a year. Yeah, so this crowd was... Fuck, they were up for it. Yep, <laughs> they were. We've been waiting a long time for this. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got Excalibur back. He's all freshly married. Oh, um, good to have him back. And they, they've got a an, an extra boy there 
on the on the <laughs> commentary desk in CM Punk, which is no bad thing. Um, I I thought he done a he just fit in naturally. Yeah, he done such a good job. I um, he's got good chemistry with pretty much everyone there. Um, yep. Yeah, he's if he's if he's hanging it up in the ring for goods, um, he's definitely got a spot at a commentary desk much better than. Other current active wrestlers that do commentary, we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, so first match, we get our in-ring debut for Adam Cole, baby, going up against <laughs> Frankie Kazarian. And if you're going to have a, a debut, Frankie Kazarian's a good... He is the good, man. Hey? Good guy to go with. Um, we'll get a good match. I felt for Frankie a wee bit, though. Why so? he's Frankie Kazarian and he's supposed to be the good guy in this match and people are just loving Adam Cole here. I mean I get he's exciting he's just arrived and all I'm sure I'm sure Frankie Kazarian knows the crack at this stage oh I oh I um, this, this is no the stranger to him like I guess whole elite hunter thing isn't isn't the it's it's no SEU I'll put it like that it's it's definitely no, not um, but if when CD ever makes an appearance again and they're back together, that's going to be a big moment. Um, yep. And it'll be worth it. Uh, he gets beat a lot by the elite, but as long as he keeps running and just fucking with them. Yeah. You yeah. he, he just have to win a match. Just fuck with them constantly. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, good match here. yeah, this, this is a good match. Um, but it's fucking Adam Cole. <laughs> so, like Adam Cole was wrestling right up till recently, wasn't he? Yeah, he wrestled the the week of like he done that NXT takeover. I think that was his last match where mm. he he put Kyle O'Reilly over because um, he wanted to. Like, he's friends with Kyle O'Reilly, and they they were doing this big storyline spanning forever. Yes, and he wanted to give him his moment, so he, that's why he stuck around and uh, signed the the extension to do that. Um. Yeah, re- really good match no here. Rust on him, hey? No, no, no. He he's pretty much stepped out of w- or NXT and straight into AEW, so you wouldn't wouldn't get much in, in the way of of rust. Um. So obviously Cole wins here. Can have him losing his debut with the Panama Sunrise. Um. So I mean, Britt Baker's going to stop doing it now. Probably not. <laughs> um, he gets on the mic and so he's got a problem with Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, uh, and if you're so tough, come and fight the Super Click. <laughs> the Super Click. Super Click. All right, that's all right. <laughs> I have to. I enjoyed Punk's commentary during this when Cole was coming back up the ring. He's all uh, oh, Adam Cole going after some of the the big names here. You know, Jungle Boy, Christian Cage, and. Maybe very stupidly, Luchasaurus. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, I love that you're still he playing loves, on that punk. He'd like, he's always putting Luchasaurus over him. <laughs> Good man. I think it's just a fun name to say. I, I loved it. Was it the, uh, there was the response then from... Oh, yes. From Luchasaurus, uh, or, well, from Christian Cage and Jungle Boy, mostly. Um, um, was that in this show? Or was yep, that yep. Same right. episode? We'll just talk about it now since it's at the, like I thought that was that was really good. You start out with Jungle Boy, 
chatting shit, and then uh, Christian Cage being all, oh, they saved you from developmental. It's like, oh, boys. Uh. <laughs> uh, the, the Young Bucks saved him from developmental and all, and, um, uh. and then and then Luchasaurus is just like, Bleh! It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he doesn't need words. Right. <laughs> nope. Uh, that, that, that group at the moment's fantastic. Is I think Marco's is he nursing an injury? I don't know. He was he I was haven't seen him wrestle in the while. Yeah, uh, he he was there for that uh, that promo. What was the last his last match the one with uh Fuego, Fuego del Sol uh and they won? Hmm. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um yeah, so that's happening on Rampage, the the Rampage that is yes. in Arthur Ashe Stadium, um, uh, which is also may as well get this out of the way. That's going to be a two hour Rampage. That's going to be good, are you? Mm. Now I don't think that's uh, I don't think that'll become a regular thing, but it's no, it's, no, no, it's, no. It's interesting to see that it's on the table. It's a thing that can happen. Uh, they'll probably play with it, see how it goes. I'll be honest, though, I'd be happy if they kept it. They are. I like that. It's just sort of nice for Saturday morning, waking up, nice for 45 mm. minutes of wrestling. Mind you, being a kid. Yeah. <laughs> getting up yeah. on Saturday morning. Getting up Saturday mornings and watch me wrestling. So I'm going to watch SmackDown. Except I'm not watching SmackDown. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, Arthur Ashe shows a big, big fucking deal, though. Um mm. Uh, they want to make the most of it. Like, it's their biggest show. Um, you're talking around, I think it's somewhere around 20,000? Maybe 19,000? They're saying it's their biggest crowd. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, and the arena looks great cause, because it's a tennis arena, right? The mm. seats go right down to the size of a tennis court. So there's oh, not very so- much, there's not going to be much in the way of floor seats. And it's gonna look fucking great because it all like I was looking mm. at pictures of it for for tennis and it already looks fantastic. Um, so I'm like really looking forward. To it. I, I, lo- I love that AEW are doing this whole thing with uh, like let's do weird ass arenas um, yeah. that that don't look nor like the, all the the dailies play stuff is one example of it. Um, and I hope they they keep looking for ways to do different looking sort of sort of stadiums and that uh, i think arthur ashes is, is going to look very uh sort of different interesting look to it and it's gonna look really densely packed um just on like attendance and stuff as well i've heard to mention uh so you know the way a and this isn't me throwing shade i'm just saying i'm just saying this happened uh i don't have a problem with wwe i watch it sometimes um so the AEW and WWE are both booked for the same arena in Long Island, the the UBS arena. Oh. Um, WWE's there first. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. Raw. Yeah, it's Raw. Um, and then AEW. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the same week or after December eighth. Uh, so <laughs> Raw is on the November 29th. Uh, and then Dynamite Rampage uh, in, on December eighth. Uh, WWE has sold well at the time, which was of this is of yesterday, I think. Um, 
had sold 2,365 tickets, whereas AEW has sold 6,167 tickets. <laughs> that's all Taz's family. Shove your, <laughs> your ratings up your hole. That's the real numbers there. <laughs> but Long Island, that's Taz and MJF hometown. <laughs> Aye. That'll be some show. Oh, Jesus Christ. MGF's going to rip his own hometown to shreds. He probably will. He will. He'll have to. Uh, speaking <laughs> oh, of... Christ. Speaking of... No. I know. I'm going to do the lower part first. Where... Um, Tony Schiavone is backstage with Fuego del Sol uh, and Sammy Guevara and Fuego del Sol puts <laughs> his fucking car, new car on the line for an hour shot. What are you thinking, man? What... <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this going, this guy trying to commit suicide on TV. Honestly, I thought there was going to be like a, a Street Fighter 2 bonus stage spot on oh Rampage. We didn't get it, but that's what I thought yep. was going to happen. I thought that was coming. Uh, we also had the Lucha Bros accepting a challenge from uh, the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, Butcher's back. Uh, they're number one contenders. So I don't know if you had a choice in accepting there. <laughs> but mm. <laughs> anyway, that's for Rampage. So as I was saying, speaking of MJF, comes to the ring. Jesus Christ. And, and does MJF like stuff. Oh, Jesus. So first he goes after New Jersey, calls it the armpit of America. Um... Calls Brian Pillman Jr. crying, Brian. <laughs> um, one, uh, he, he then uh, speaks to the viewers at home and uh, says he may have offended some people last week. So he, he doesn't care. It's all nope. good. Um, then says he's religious and he wants to have a conversation with the late, great Brian Pillman. He looks up. Uh, and starts talking and then goes, who am I kidding? And then looks down and then starts talking to him. <laughs> Classy. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's all like, tell, tell your son, no, don't show up. Uh, I'm going to uh. beat him and all that. Then, uh, then Pillman Jr. comes out. Do you see the t-shirt he was wearing? I couldn't make it out. Was that like a tiger? A big tiger. So Cincinnati, mm. Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, but uh, yes. that, that is an exact t-shirt that is dad wore. Um, uh, I think there's a, a photo shoot with him dressing up in the leather jacket wearing that, that exact same t-shirt. Um, it's cool we, we nod to that. Mm. To that. We nod. Um, so he chases, chases them away, manages to not get knocked out by Wardlow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the an interview with Brian Pillman Jr. by Jim Ross. Uh, said he, he felt humiliated. Uh, and, um, or no, but Jim Ross said he was humiliated and says you're gonna have to whoop MJF's ass, my God, <laughs> to whoop his ass. Uh, I would, if I was Griff Carson, I'd be getting very worried at this point. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't see, like, it, Pullman definitely get a rub from MJF. I can't see it launching his singles career quite yet. 
Yeah, but even at it's just the idea that um, that he can even at least do these segments. They, they, Garrison hasn't got anything even close to this, and I don't think he'd be nowhere near ready to do something like this. He needs to. No, definitely not. Garson can fucking no, <laughs> no chance. No. Um, no. I think I, I don't think Pillman's there yet either. Um, no, no, but you can see that he wants to. He, yeah. I mean, when he's doing his wee promos and stuff, he definitely gives a lot more oomph behind it than than his tag partner does. Yeah. He needs he needs more of his dad's edge. One one thing his dad has was the unfortunate side effect of that throat shit surgery he had to have is mm. made his voice sound real gravelly and um kind like, like, like yeah really unique um but yeah he's he's definitely he, he, there's definitely potential there and uh, like this getting in the ring with MGF was only going to help him oh uh. um after that, we had the Christian Cage and Jurassic Express interview, which we talked about. And we had Dante Martin and Matt Seidel versus FTR. This was a good match because of the how different these two are. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Seidel getting shut down by FTR. Um, and CM Punk uh, putting FTR over in a big way, saying they're the best tag team in the business. Um, yep. and Dante as well. He, that's really what he. I just Dante being Dante. Um. Yeah, and uh, FTR win as they they should. They're the their whole thing yep. is we're a tag team, and this is two two tag team wrestlers, but not with their proper partners. Mm. So, uh, totally helped a wee bit. <laughs> never, <laughs> never hurts. Um. We've got Suzuki Goon, Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki. Um, you I'll called la- it. <laughs> this, this is fucking brilliant. Right? The the whole where they they cut off uh, Minoru Suzuki's music before <laughs> the big line at the chorus, which I didn't know this was a thing, but um, obviously neither did uh, AEW production. But they turned it into a thing. The Suzuki incident. Yep. Um, they're taking great disrespect. This is a sign of great disrespect to Suzuki. So now we're getting in uh, in Arthur Hash, uh, Lance Archer and Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston um, and John Moxley, which is all good. Sweet. Just more boys. I'll be- take that. Beating the fuck at each other. <laughs> That's gonna be a hard hitting match. It is a. Uh, uh, Lance Archer said, uh, "You and Eddie Kingston are going to find out what strong style is all about." Mm. Uh, next, we have uh, Malachi Black and his amazing entrance. Uh, and he, asked, this was actually a very cool bit. It was. Um, I had uh, one sort of <laughs> well, one criticism of it. Um, so Black uh, says, "Play the two Members of the House of Black. So I didn't know. So fans are the House of Black. Yeah. Right. I thought it was going to be a stable. So I'm in the House of Black. All good. Yeah. All big time. Same here. My t shirt's on its way. 
<laughs> so he's a plea rise for we have an enemy in our midst. Uh, and we see Rosario Dawson wearing a nightmare factory jacket. Um, and there, there she is. So she's on some, th- that reality, yeah, that cool uh, uh, reality TV show, which, uh, fair enough. Um, the one thing I was saying, I, she should have been more afraid of black. Yep. That is the thing. Cause she, she comes, comes across real and, and doesn't get in his face really, but she's, she's not afraid enough. Um, and while everyone is like, holy fuck, he's got a murderer. <laughs> And Punk's like getting his head that he's ready up and I need to do something. Uh, <laughs> and uh, down goes Cody Rhodes in the fucking loudest goddamn suit you've ever seen. He's dressed like a clown. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's Sweet tooth would be prone. <laughs> no. um, uh, and they just have a, a, a wild bit of fight. Um, and Rosario Dawson uh, jumps on his uh, on Malachi Black's back. Um... And then they black in and Cody fight all the way up the stairs. Not uh, so. Yeah, crowd was very tore though, which was cool. Oh, I because like I thought Cody was going to get booed to shit. I but guess there's a very fifty-fifty. Yeah, he hasn't completely de- destro- destroyed his own fucking image. No, yet. no, I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad that um, they're accepting now that obviously Black has fans. They, they, they can't get people just to straight up boom. So he's calling this this House of Black now. Yeah, so I like that. I think that's similar to what WWE did with uh, Bray Wyatt at the time. Um, mm. So they didn't turn him face, but they sort of acknowledged that the fans were into it and then they almost made it out like he had them in a trance and they would hold up the mobile mm. phones and that when he was coming in for, you know, all the fireflies. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah, it's it's good in that way. Um, uh, if you can make it out to be like, it's almost like his, his fans or his cult following. <laughs> um, no, it, it, it works for him, um, I think. Mm. Uh, okay, where were we? Um... We had a Dark Order uh, backstage with Anna Jay getting interviewed and she basically tells everyone to not come out for her match um, because mm. everyone's behaving like arseholes. Well, um, you say everyone. Mostly evil. Really, Uno. Uno. <laughs> <laughs> a real dick. And then when you, when you watch his vlog, it's like, what the fuck? He's <laughs> the nicest dry. man in the world. <laughs> All the way he signs off with Mrs. Uno. It's just something so <laughs> fucking wholesome and adorable about that. Because <laughs> she Mrs. wears Uno she, her own mask and all. Um, right, so uh, in uh, back in the ring, we have Dan Lambert's back with um, more. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this MMA guys, uh, and then Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are there as well. Um, he does his usual fucking. Um, running down the fans, run down AEW, CM Punk, line of a fucking night. Dan Lambert is like Bobby Heenan if he had a wardrobe full of affliction. What, affliction being that <laughs> fucking tacky-looking MMA t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> fucking amazing. Is, oh. it, is there anything this man can't do? Um, I, I just love that line. Uh, so then we get uh, Judas kicks in. <laughs> Out comes Jericho and Jake Hager. Um, 
Rich Lambert says, I'm surprised to see you out here to defend these fans. You'll do whatever you can to get these dipshits to spend their allowance on your stupid Fozzie <laughs> albums. I was just like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yes! Fozzie are shite! True. I will give you that, but I did enjoy some of Jericho's retorts as well. Um, Such as... <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I remember. I remember laughing my arse off. Um, he does her eyes. Right. The two of them were very, very back and forward, yeah. which was good. But I'm trying to remember. Jericho had me in stitches. Is uh, you guys get allowance? Um, I remember that. I will I'm say. I will say one thing. He makes a gay joke. I mean, he's like, "What? Are you, come on!" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The American Top Team. Which one's on top? And I was like. Um, it's 2021. <laughs> don't be at that. Uh, what? Uh, what's your problem, Lambert? You you can't scare us like your friend, like our friend and honorary inner circle member Iron Mike Tyson once said. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Uh, so why don't Big Jake and I come down and knock those chipmunk teeth down your throat? <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, damn, I can't remember, but I remember laughing. Um, but. Lambert definitely had me laughing with that your fucking shit Fozzie CDs. Um, so Lambert stops him and says, uh, "Where if this is going down, it won't happen in this dump of a city. We'll see you next <laughs> week in the Big Apple, per New Jersey." Um, mm. So yeah, it looks like we're getting Paige and Scorpio uh, versus Jericho and Hager. Um, that could go either way. Depends what Chris Jericho you get. Uh, but, like, Paige and Scorpio got to win that. I would say right? so. Because, like, if they I don't, think... what the fuck have we been doing the last couple of weeks with Dan Lambert? <laughs> yeah. And I can see Jericho. Well, good to see. Good to see what? I was just going to say, it'd be good to see maybe Lambert even interfering because of a bit of trouble in the match. Or one of his MMA meatheads. Uh, he had marked out for that, so he would do actually interfere on a match. I think there there is actually rules about the MMA guys getting physical because they might hurt themselves. And uh, uh, Lambert's not too worried about that. Yeah. Uh, so next up we have uh, Jay Cargill versus Legit Layla Hirsch. Um, fuck the size difference. This is like the uh, uh, the NWA Empire match against your woman mm. who's the NWA champion. She's Camille. She, uh, Camille. She's she's a big girl as well and <laughs> we Layla. Mm. But it's really good to see Layla just suplexing these giant women which <laughs> happens here as well. Um, Layla's all over for most of this and I think this is mostly what happens with Jade matches is like she just gets the one big move and then it's all over. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> I have no problem with Jade, but I think she's a, she's obviously literally only on her like 15th, 16th literal real match. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they pushing her a bit too hard, too quick? I don't know. She's getting up in the rankings now. I think she's third. Um, I don't know. Like, so having matches with the likes of Layla Hursa to keep her well protected. Like, Layla comes in, uh, puts you in some submissions, um impresses the fuck out everyone by throwing you around a bit and then you hit your finish mm. and that's it um if she went up against baker could baker carry her i don't know because mm. ba- baker's not not the most experienced either 
Um, no. And but Baker has put on some amazing matches, but it's always yes. with someone really good across the ring from her. Um, mm. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be the test. Is when I think they're building a rivalry. The idea I think is with Jade and Nyla. Yeah, yeah. The woman's version of a Haas match, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The beef slapper. Um, I would say Nyla could carry her. Yeah, we'll see. That that's going to be the test is when when she has to have an actual competitive match and and not a squash mm. match. We haven't really seen that yet. Um. So next up, we 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 realize why CM Punk's on commentary. Uh, <laughs> Taz, 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 you try to take my job. <laughs> He's got, I love it. Busting my hole at this. Just comes out of nowhere. So you try to take my job. <laughs> I'm surprised. I was surprised he didn't get up during Minoru Suzuki's entrance and be all like, "What are you going to black towel?" <laughs> <laughs> Minoru Suzuki would turn him inside out, eh? <laughs> I would. I love uh, Taz and all, but yeah. Um, yeah, so so Punk Punk gets up, takes off the headset, and gets fucking steamrolled by Firehouse Hobbs. Um, mm. yeah, Hook's, Hook gets him in a sleeper, dragon sleeper, sorry. Um, and then Hobbs puts him through the announce table. JR wasn't too happy about that. No, did you did you hear Jr? It's obviously the the microphone's off him, but it's still just slightly picking him up. And you just hear Jr. What is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! I... Oh, that's good shit. Eh? Love love Jr. Um. So yeah, that's uh, another Arthur Ashe match. CM Punk versus uh, versus Hobbs. This is Bay Punk's first TV match. Mm-hmm. It's Rampage, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure which night it's on, if it's Rampage or... Well, it's all the same show anyway, but... Um, uh, yeah, I think you might be right. It is, it is on the Rampage. Um, me, Yeah, this is going to be a very di- different opponent than Darby Allen. Um, mm. Speaking of, we've got Darby <laughs> Allen and Sean Spears. Um Tolly Blanchard's out there. And interesting thing in this match, uh, these me matches was, is uh, Sean Spears taking a towel and rubbing off the, the makeup of Darby yep. Allen. Um, and then after the match, so Darby wins, uh, but after the match, FTR come in and they do the same to Sting. Um mm. And then give him a pile driver, a spike pile driver. Um, and then Tolly Blanchard does does the, the sting face pain. Um, in light of uh, recent other shows, <laughs> I, I would have said that maybe Ric Flair will become involved in this angle at some point. Not so sure now. Mm. <laughs> I should let that one cool off a bit. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that that's that's getting interesting. I think mm-hmm. the the rubbing off the face paint is just a real. Uh, it just, yeah, it doesn't probably very, doesn't seem like very a big close to taking off the the mask of a look. Yes, store. yes, yes. It is. Aye. Um, especially it's like Sting, and then Darby's like this yeah. represents the time I almost died because um, I'm half dead. Um, mm. Yeah, 
Next up, we got uh, Brian Danielson getting interviewed uh, by Shivani. And then Don Callis comes out with uh, with Omega, calls him, calls Danielson a hippie millionaire and a sanctimonious son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> Danielson tells him to shut up. Good advice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is basically saying I, I want to see who's the best. I want to fight the best bout machine, the god of pro wrestling. I- I have to admit, I'm liking this idea because Kenny was all, oh, you just don't walk in here and get a title shot. And he's like, "It's this isn't about the belt. Mm. Which is good. I, li- uh, uh, I like that. Um, mm. it's like, so yeah, I, I have a theory. What's the theory? I don't think Danielson's winning. Uh, really? I have a funny feeling he's not winning. I, I don't. You know I, what? I have this weird gut feeling that th- this is going to turn into a really cool story. This is one where I could not give a flying fuck about who wins. I just oh, want to yeah, see yeah, this yeah, match. Yeah. I just really want to see this match. Um, this will this will be good. This will be. You know what? I was thinking about this. I know, and I will for anyone listening to me. Right? I have never liked Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, whatever you want to call. Him. I've never liked him, but. I never used to like Dean Ambrose either. And I have to admit, double or nothing to 2019, when, he came, when Moxley came out, I remember going, ah, oh, Jesus. And here I am, two and a bit years later, mm. and I will happily admit, I am a huge Moxley fan. He turned me around. And I mean, he turned me around very quickly. Yeah. He was a different person. And I'm hoping, because I have never seen pre-WWF, pre-WWE Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. He has a chance to do the same thing. He's a different kettle of fish. In Mm. WWE, now, uh, I think he was booked perfectly perfectly by accident in WWE. It just just (laughs) fell in place for him, no matter. And uh, I don't think uh, the the writers not should be given credit for it. It's all him. Uh, and the fans mm. that made him, and it was it was a moment in time. It's probably the best WrestleMania moment there's ever been. Go fuck yourself, Hogan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but him before I then, you're gonna tell me to go fuck myself. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus. I know. I was like, oh, Hogan slamming Andre. It's like, I that five uh, second thing or the build up of you know Daniel Bryan having uh, the underdog, the fucking deck stacked against him, but overcoming and winning the title in the end. I think that's slightly better than big man slams bigger man. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Right. Also, had already been done before numerous times because that was kind of his thing. Just wasn't on TV. Um, Yeah, so before WWE, uh, the American Dragon, he wasn't like the underdog. He was like, I'm going to fucking decimate you. I'm going to take you apart, turn you inside out. I'm a cocky fucker because I know I'm that good, um, and I right. think I think that's that's the Danielson you're getting here. That that's him back that's to. What it sounds like yes, it certainly does. It's like it's like him saying, uh, "Right, uh, Punk's here to help the the new guys. I'm here to kick the fucking heads in." It's like, you know, uh, that's that's the American dragon you're dealing with now. This ain't no, uh, this ain't no vegan underdog, um, mm. but that match is gonna be intense. Um, and yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, so then we have our, our main event, which is Eddie Kingston, John Moxley versus 2.0, uh, 2.0, just fucking knocking it out of the park. High. 
Um, Aye. Decent wee match, but the, the, the main story here is Suzuki comes, comes out. Um, and then we have Archer pulling Kingston out of the ring. Uh, everyone <laughs> begins beating the shit out of each other. Uh, and then it sort of just cut Evolves off. into mayhem. <laughs> it cut off. I didn't see how yep. this landed. Um, it says here that Moxie spiked Suzuki in the eye with the microphone where he busted his eye open last week. So I'll take I'll take their word for it. I hope I get to see that. I see, call, call me a traditionalist, but I enjoy a wrestling episode when there's mayhem ending, I like it when it ends during the mayhem. Oh, all right. It just ends when no. it's all fucked. What's going on? That, that's fine as long as it's planned like that, and the commentators are like, "We're out of time." Oh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a nice Shivani thing in WCW. It's like, "We're out of time." And there's, but this is like cutting off mid sentence. Aye. Uh, <laughs> like <it's>, like <laughs> so let's hope that doesn't happen again. Um, so following on uh, rampage, uh, our a broadcast team here, uh, a bit different again. We got Taz uh, and Excalibur and Chris Jericho is back, and we got Ricky Starks on commentary. Mm. <laughs> Ricky Starks is amazing. He is. He's great. Chris Jericho, not so much. Um, he wasn't too bad this week. Ah, oh, he's still annoying though. He just annoys me. He's <laughs> <laughs> just everything. Like he's still. It's like right, Ruby Soho. And and Britt Baker had this amazing promo with each other. Oh, that was. And then good. he's like, "That's what we call a money promo." Ah! It's like, "Fuck up, Jericho! <laughs> you fucking bellend! You just ruined that whole thing. You're fucking yeah, Bobby. Oh, you. F- <laughs> I I love him as a wrestler, uh, but like, no, I can't. I cannot. Li- I cannot listen to his podcast. I don't want to hear him commentate. He can cut a promo, but once. Hmm. Uh, no, fuck <laughs> money, pro- Jesus Christ! At least I know kayfabe's not a thing, but at least to the bare minimum, Aye. commentary needs to pretend it's real. Yeah, yep. you know, just unless you're on dark. Help us out here. Dark's different. <laughs> Dark's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um. Uh, so first, maybe up, they should put him on dark. No, because because put him in dark, we don't get Taz and Excalibur. Oh, true, I, true. I don't want him messing with that. That's good the way it is. Um, yeah. So the, oh, it's kicking off tag team title match. Uh, Lucha Bros versus the Butcher and the Blade. Um, that, that, I'm going to say this episode was the fucking Matt Hardy show. <laughs> oh fuck! See yeah, for every fucking segment. Ah. Um, it's a good stuff match. It's good to have the the butcher back. Um, yep, you could tell he was a wee bit sort of. I could see it in him a wee few things. He was a wee bit rusty. A wee bit but, rust. uh, he got a he got a stride going, so he did. Yeah. But he looks fine. But he looks so good. Oh, he looks really good. Um, just uh, belly's completely gone. I eh? um, although fucking Jericho kept calling him Andy Williams. I know that. That's exactly what I'm getting at. It's like, all uh, right, Jericho. We know you know the band he's in. We know you know his real name. Would you fuck up? You. He's Butch. <laughs> Just call him Butcher. He's Big Butch. <laughs> As Taz likes to call him. Uh, but yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, it uh, was. Um, 
Aye. Fucking Blade's just getting better and better. Hey? It, it was... Uh, I like the when they, they tied Penta up. Um, mm. and tied oh, his I mask to the ring, ring. And uh, to break up the pin, uh, he takes his mask off and runs over with his hands over his face and he's a kick in the... Kicks fucking uh, bla- Blade. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, that's right. That's right at the finish, and then uh, Ray Phoenix finished. Uh, right. f- finishes blade. Um, then that was the, a cool idea. Yeah. After the match, we get uh, Private Party and all HFO guys jumping in the ring, <laughs> and then Santana Ortiz and their full-on dead president makeup come running out to even the odds, uh, mm. and that's a match we're going to see at some point. That's Which, mutual respect between old rivals. Oh, but them titles, it's going to get in the way. Mm. Oh, I know. <clears throat> oh, this rivalry goes right back to Impact. Them, these two had an amazing rivalry Ooh, right, in, right. Uh, in Impact days. So LAX and... Aye, Lucha who, Bruce. Who's the best at being mm. Latin, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it means, isn't it? Latin American exchange. That's, yep, yeah. yep. Um... Right, so next match we have Anna Jay finally back in the ring after a long, long ass time off with shoulder injury uh, versus the Bunny, mm. who is with Penelope Ford and Matt Hardy. Probably <laughs> didn't didn't need Matt Hardy here, but okay. Um, so again, nothing wrong with this match. It was completely fine. No, it was, it's. Basically to get uh, Anna Jay sort of back into yeah. the swing. Because again, she hasn't been wrestling too long either. And after such a long hiatus. Yeah. Um, bit of an emotionally charged match. Anna, Anna Jay's not happy with the bunny. Um, mm. So a lot of outside the ring brawling. Um, there some brass nooks uh, in, <laughs> end up making their way in. Uh, which... <laughs> which... Uh, you guys tried to put on the brass knocks and they have a real fucking Penelope. badge. Hi, Penelope. I can't figure out how to get them on. All right, this is after the match, by the way. I'm so, right. sort of skipped ahead. Um, but, uh, yeah, the bunny won this, which is... It's it's grand, like, because uh, you usually expect, you know, the returning person to, to win. Um... But yeah. Wait. No, no. Oh no, sorry. Anna J won this. Oh, I'm talking out my ass. Because that's why Matt Hardy goes nuts. Yeah. Yeah, then he gets in the ring and is all like, I'm pushed off. Let's have another match. <laughs> it's like Um His ass not gonna he drags, work. He drags some uh it was Taz. Taz's line here was unbelievable. So obviously he drags a fan into the ring. Oh, right. twist the fate. Starts cutting the hair. And Jericho turns around and says, That poor man has to go home to his wife looking like that. And Taz looks at him and goes, It's clear as day that man doesn't have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fucking Taz, eh? So we get Orange Cassidy coming out. Um,. And clearing, clearing out, uh, chasing off the HFO. Um, so yeah, we're we're gearing up to this this hair match, I guess. I guess so. I think Matt <laughs> Hardy's realised he needs to be balded. 
<laughs> you think so, eh? Well, yeah, that's that ah. has to happen. Like he's not beating Orange Cassidy for fuck's sake. Um, mm. and all, hopefully that'll be the end of it. Um, mm. and we have the uh, what I mentioned the the Brett Baker and and Ruby Soho uh, promo. This was really really good face to face promo. Fantastic. You don't get these too much. There's two people in the ring no. at the same time, um, slagging each other. Um, you know, Brit makes that slagging is the, exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Ruby says, "Like we die, we we know who you are. You don't have to keep doing this shit. Mm. <laughs> it's like you shove it down her throats." Um. Um. And uh, Brit gives her shit about like, oh, you keep changing yourself. You don't know who you are. And and Ruby's all like, well, now I have the freedom to know be who I am. You know, referring to mm. your time in, in WWE. Um, but yeah, um, really good match for for gearing up to um, gearing up to Arthur Ashe, where they're going to have their their match for the title. That's going to be good. Baker's probably gonna win it, but yeah, it should should be good. Um, definitely, like the like, line I absolutely loved from Ruby was, uh, "I know exactly your type. You know, you're always here getting your makeup done, getting your hair done, and screwing some guy in the back." Oh, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh she she is no. Does, does, does it count? <laughs> the does, timing is perfect. Does it count if like? She was there first, though. Is this it? <laughs> Entitled, self-centered, and banging some dude in the back. <laughs> That's the exact line. Um, it's brilliant, though. Aye. Um, Britt's response was even really good. Uh, you, know, you call yourself the runaway, but you didn't run away. You got fired. Oh, aye, aye, aye. That was very good. Uh, you have the audacity to call yourself the runaway. You didn't run away from anything. You got fired. Uh, and then Ruby's back with, uh, I did, but it turns out it was the best damn thing ever happened to me because it brought me here to AEW yep. and in this ring, looking into your eyes, Britt. And I want you to look into my eyes, but it must be hard with your head so far up Tony Khan's ass. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. Uh, this, that was a proper, fantastic Proper, proper. Fu- and that's what, that, that's what you get when you don't, you, you don't uh, script those things. Aye. Uh, <laughs> good shit and then Chris Jericho ruins the whole fucking thing <laughs> that is what we call money segment it's like fuck up <laughs> oh dear fucking insider terms strap a rocket to him like literally <laughs> strap a rocket to him and fire him out of that fucking commentary seat <laughs> uh, main event the uh, <laughs> the murder of Fuego del Sol again. Vero's <laughs> uh, promo before this match was amazing, though. Is all when I come out here, I please my God up high, and then I please my wife down below. <laughs> <laughs> and like yes. Uh, so yeah, th- this is uh, Fuego getting thrown around a lot. Um, yep. But he does. He does get the like. He gets a, a fair few, but a like mm. offense in. He lasts a, like the the first match was was still good, even though it was like two minutes long. Um, this was like more of that, but stretched out. Um, Fuego's definitely he's, he's so solid, and he's just got that underdog sort of mentality. Uh, whereas he, he he looks like a fucking 
pound shop generic luchador figure <laughs> and then it just works for him that's the probably Alabama's that's, favorite that's, luchador that sounded way meaner than, than I fucking meant I, I love Fuego <laughs> um, but it's the perfect description yeah uh, after the match um, uh, Miro takes his car keys puts him in his mouth and puts him in the game over um <laughs> And then we get Sammy Guevara. Now this is this is what we've really been gearing up to. Uh, so it looks like Sammy's going to be going after the uh, going after the the TNT title, and I dare say he could be the one mm. to do it. He could be the one to take it off Miro. This could be cool. It's God's favorite champion against the Spanish God. Yeah, never thought of it that way. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. And that's uh, that's all your wrestling for the week, and I guess that yep. will do us for the week. Yeah, I guess so. And our hour long podcasts have turned into ninety minute long podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I blame AEW for adding a second show. I guess. No, I, I blame Dark Side of the Ring <laughs> and Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, true. <laughs> they did take no, up I, a lot I, of time. I know. Like that was too. Is that the good high note? Dynamite uh, and Rampage, yes. really good. Yep. Next week yep, yep. is going to be a huge fucking week with Rampage yep. and Dynamite both being in our thrash. It's going to look fantastic. It's going to be, I wouldn't maybe say pay-per-view level like Tony Khan tends to do. It's like, yeah, not all the titles are on the line. But it's going to be a fucking great event. Um, and we're going mm. to see... Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega, um, which I'm so fucking hyped for. Um, I so we'll be back next week with our thoughts on all of that. But for now, who knows? This time next week, Brian Danielson may have turned me around already. I think he should have. Yeah, you'll watch the match. <laughs> Definitely will. <laughs> but for now, we'll. Uh, so long, folks. Yep. Call it a week. See you next time. Bye. Bye.